and hope is hard to find. A new collection of real-life stories from Fox News's Harris Faulkner reveals how salvation came when it was needed most. Faith still moves mountains. Miraculous stories of the healing power of prayer. Order now at foxnewsbooks.com. Yeah, I'm happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, you know, part of what we talk about is obviously the uh, the chess pieces of, of the big stories of the day uh, in the early part of the show. Uh, but when we get here towards more towards the end, I like to devolve into culture and some of the other issues that we're uh, dealing with, not just the, uh, uh, you know, D.C. chess game. Uh, and one of the stories that has been stuck in my social media feed, I want to th- I want to say it's gone on its third week. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think that's how far back I saw the first post about this um, is this story about this <clears throat> uh, store called Balenciaga and uh, everything surrounding it. If you've not been familiar with what has happened my next guest will be able to fill you in some. Madeline Orr Osborne is a senior editor for The Federalist, one of my favorite publications, even though I write for a competitor at townhall.com. I read The Federalist every day, and that's why we have so many of their contributors on the show. Uh, Madeline, it's great to have you. Thank you for being here. I don't know if you've been with us before. I think you have been, but I, I couldn't remember. And we've had so many of your team on the on the show. It's just uh, great to have you. Um for people that are uninitiated, what was the genesis of the Balenciaga story and where and how it has come to the point where it is right now? Sure. So Balenciaga is a very high-end um, luxury brand. So it's not wouldn't be surprising if you hadn't heard of it because it's one of those brands that no one actually buys. Um, it's just so high fashion. Kim Kardashian is one of their most famous ambassadors. Um, and so I think it was, like you said, a couple of weeks ago now, they um, launched this new campaign featuring some of their new products and quote their new line um, on Instagram. And the images that they used for this campaign featured uh, very small young children. Um, and they were holding these types of teddy bears that were dressed in very sexually explicit outfits. The children themselves were not wearing sex outfits, but there was lots of BDSM imagery in all the campaigns. There was even some, you know, the internet was kind of zoom in on everything. There was even some legal documents um, referencing Supreme Court cases about child pornography, and just a lot of really depraved and disturbing stuff going on, um, all for promoting their weird BDSM sex themed purses and bags and clothing. Right. So that that's the genesis. Where are we at with this? What kind of reaction has there been to it? And is it is it bringing too much attention to the issue? Is it uh, is it about right in your estimation, or or should should it should we should we well would we do more good if we ignored it and hoped it would go away? What what's your take on it? I think it's actually very black and white, um, which makes kind of the response to it confusing. It's very easy to say that sexual exploitation of children is bad, right? Like that's a very black and white take. And I think that's 
um, what most of the moms and the conservative women writers that you just mentioned were pushing back on, and they actually had success. Like, Balenciaga came forward. They took down the campaign. They said, you know what, we were wrong. And, of course, you know, they're blaming you know, their agent or their campaign manager or whatever, they're they're always they're always trying to pass the buck. But they did come out and issue an apology and they did retract the images. It's pretty actually cut and dry. What I wrote about was, um, like you mentioned the view, we have the newest co host of the view, Alyssa Fairgriffin, is a former uh, Trump White House communications director who basically got her job on the view because she was a conservative who is willing to bash conservatives. And so even though the issue itself is very simple, like this is bad and everyone agrees it's bad, Farrah Griffin had to come on and kind of twist around and be like, well, yeah, it's bad, but actually it's, you know, really conservatives are the ones that are wrong here because they are like playing into the hands of the far right. And so that's kind of, um, what I was focusing on and writing about, um, even though the issue itself, I think, has kind of been resolved and can kind of go. Even Kim Kardashian came out and said, uh, I don't think I can. I, I'm reevaluating my relationship with Balenciaga. I was right. disturbed by these images. Like if Kim Kardashian can come out and say, like, hey, I make millions from this brand, but I can say this is wrong then why is it so hard for Alyssa Sarah Griffin to do the same thing? Well, yeah. it's because she has to follow her job, which is to always bash conservatives. Was her point that conservatives are too easily triggered about this kind of stuff? Where would she like the line to be drawn if you're if, if exploiting children isn't the line or isn't the, uh, the mountain to die on? That's a great question. I don't think I think her aim, if I'm trying to put the best construction on it, was to be some sort of ally for LGTB um, community, because that was what she framed it as. She was like, you know what, this is just playing into the hands of this huge, growing anti LGBTQ sentiment that's on the right and basically calling out conservatives and parents. It's not even conservatives, honestly. It's parents from both sides of the aisle who have stepped up over the last year and said, hey, actually, we're tired of Disney exploiting our kids. We're tired of our teachers pushing like gender identity on our kids. Yeah. Like, why can't yep. we just have yep. normal movies? Why can't we just have history and math lessons in school? And that is what Sarah Griffin was kind of pushing back on, I guess, was parents and other conservatives who have been really vocal the last year and basically saying that, you know, this was, her take was Balenciaga took a misstep here, not just because exploitation is bad, because it, but because it plays into this quote-unquote groomer narrative, and that the groomer narrative is bad. Even if conservatives wanted to call this like a, another instance of grooming, they would absolutely be in the right. Yeah. Well, and that's not a difficult uh, concept to understand, again, for people that have children and care about their well-being. Which is why in the last election, you saw 50 of the most progressive school boards across the country get flipped from, you know, mm -hmm. trans advocating weirdos to moms and dads. Uh, people took positions on school boards that actually have kids in the, in the, in the districts. And you're, I think you're going to see uh, some correction there. I know that we're not supposed to say that there was any kind of, uh, m you know, massive move in the election just passed, but we did see that happen. Madeline Osborne, managing editor at The Federalist, I, uh, <laughs> she says on Twitter, birthing person. Um, I appreciate you being with us, and please come back. 
Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Good to talk you to you. You got it. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, that's, uh, yeah. And if you want to read more about uh, Madeline's piece, go over to The Federalist, Madeline or Osborne, her name, O-S-B-U-R-N. Kevin McCullough coming right back. 